Welcome to our podcast. This is for the love of us. I'm Carrie, and this is my gorgeous host. <laughs> co-host. Co-host. Hey, I almost got it right. <laughs> Am I too loud in your head? Oh, ouch. Okay, start all over. <laughs> for the love of us, take two. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is our podcast, For the Love of Us. For the love of us, and I'm Carrie, and I'm Ronnie, and we'd like to welcome you back this week to get an update on what's been going on in our lives and our crazy little world. We love and wouldn't trade for nothing. <laughs> so last week's podcast was like really different. It was on site, on location. It took forever. I want to apologize to all of our people that do listen to this podcast. It took me forever. There was. Uh, I guess there were, you know, there were close to hours, maybe two or three hours worth of uh, audio to kind of sift through. And um, we finally made it through, I guess, around, was it Thursday or Friday? I think yeah. it was Friday. I I finally, I think it was Friday. Yeah. Maybe. And uh, sifted through all of that. But um, I hope everybody enjoyed it. And uh, it was uh, it was a long day, and looking back on it now, a week later, there was a lot that happened that we couldn't even really, you know, scratch the surface on that on that podcast. That's kind of a blur to me now. You well, know, you were unconscious most of it. Well, <laughs> I mean that morning. It well, was, yeah, everything moved so fast. It was. It was real fast paced, and I remember Kathy. My friend, you know, just saying it's going, it's going to go fast. You know, mm-hmm. you're going to leave your head spinning. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of the way it was, I guess. But what we didn't get to talk about because we didn't record our regular podcast that Monday night because Monday night, you know, was the night after my surgery. Yeah. We didn't get to go over the week before the surgery, right. and um. What had taken place that week? Everything seems really um, vague, except for that wonderful fundraiser. Yeah, Saturday. That just absolutely blew my mind. Yeah, and it, you know, my heart just isn't big enough to contain all this love mm-hmm. that is being shown and. That is being outpoured from God's people or from people that care or just compassionate people that want to do something. And I was in there, I was in there counting some more money that had came in this evening. And I was looking at the $1 bills and I, and I was just thinking, God, this may be somebody's only extra dollar yeah. that they had to give. God, bless them. A hundred times bless them. 
and help me to be a good steward with what you have given us right. and and to never have an attitude of well I've got cancer so people just need to come through and help me you know right. what I'm saying right. um god forbid that I would ever not be a recipient of such grace um without humility right you know um it's really hard to be on the receiving end right um you know i'm not bragging or nothing like that but i'm just saying god has given me a giving heart that's just that's just what he's made my heart into if if i've got the means and God has blessed me over abundantly and I see something, you know, that somebody needs. God, you know, it's it's his anyway. Right. So he, own, he owns it all. So, you know, you just hold things loosely. Yeah. And um so it's easy for, you know, me to give stuff. If um, you know it's not yours. Kind of. I mean, it's it's all his. Yeah. I mean, right. To share with what God has given. Okay, more than give. Okay, it's right. easier for me to share. Right. With um, share the blessings that God has given me, and um, but it's hard to be on the other end of it. Where it is hard to be on the receiving end when, you know, usually most of the time we've been. We've been in the place to where we could give, we can give. Right. And rare has been the occasion where we've been receiving. And it's, it's almost awkward of how do you feel? How, how, am I, how do I feel? Saturday was overwhelming. There were so many people that came in uh, that, that, that loved on you, loved on me, talked to me, encouraged me and you. Mm-hmm. And gave so much mm-hmm. you know so many gifts so many donations so many pies and cakes and cookies and mm. and everything that was made and everything that was sold and people gave out of the abundance of their love and grace toward us and it is it is very humbling to see so many people reach out to you yeah, and uh it is and i i i thank god i can remember <laughs> When I first got the diagnosis, I tried to sit down and do the, the our monthly bills, and I just couldn't do them. I would start to do it, and I would have such an anxiety attack just at the thought of having to sit there and think about what's due, what do we have. You know, It would just literally stress me out, and I would tell the Lord, Lord, I just can't do it, and I and that started to add into the anxiety level. It's like it just was just about to drive me nuts and right. couldn't bring myself to do the think about yeah, it. Just think about can't it. think about it. It's the anxiety of it's fixing to hit everything even more. If this is ang- anxious, if right. this is anxiety, what right. is it going to be like when there is a $30,000, you know, uh, hospital bill and all of that? hits the house what right and i had already been seeing them coming in you know 900 here 500 there 150 here i mean they were coming in and um 
you know, of course I'd already started praying, dear Lord, there's, you know, I don't, I don't know what we're going to do, but I know that I don't have to worry about it. Right. I don't have to worry about it. And I'm sorry that I'm stressing over it. Right. And um, now as, as a result of so many people giving so many people. And our income tax way, return came in at the return. same week. And so it's just, I could breathe and have the surgery and not just be stressing over bills not being paid mm-hmm. that need to be paid right. and it's just it's just everything was just right on time and it's just been such a blessing yeah. um and i can't you know th- the thank you is is not it enough and, so and i say that all the time but thank you is never enough for the meals that have been prepared for the meals that have been frozen that Are all you got to do is pop in the you know yeah. oven um you know i've got groceries that have been brought yes. you know meals that have been brought that, that, that for me seen. i haven't even thought I haven't even thought about cooking meals and preparing meals while you're hurting and you can't do them. It's not even, I haven't even thought about it. It's not been, it's not been, I come home and I'm like, oh my word, I'm going to have to cook. What in the world, where is the hamburger helper? Because that's the only (laughs) thing that I know how to make. We have none right now, actually. And, uh. But we haven't had to worry about it, and people have been so good and gracious. But all the thing I've had to worry about is pop tarts. Keeping a good, and even now I don't. Your dad brought over fifteen hundred pop tarts, and and so I don't have to worry about pop tarts. Evan said, "Mom, where did all these pop tarts come from?" <laughs> and I was like, "You know, I think that we might have mentioned pop tarts on one of our podcasts that." You were something about you having to have one every day or something. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, God just decides to bless us with all these Pop-Tarts. <laughs> and name brand Pop-Tarts, too. Yeah, no, because they are, like, really digging the whole name brand Pop-Tarts. Because yeah. we always get up. We always get the knockoff. Yeah. yeah. So, so anyway. So, yeah, the, the fundraiser happened um, on that Saturday. And... There was a total of of was it thirty three hundred dollars that was brought in, that was given. Three thousand three hundred and fifty two dollars. Wow. Well, actually, it's fifty eight dollars when you count all the change. Mm-hmm. And, and that um, goes towards the medical expenses that we will have to pay mm-hmm. out that, of pocket. That will be matched by modern woodman. Modern woodman. So yes. that will be a total of four thousand three hundred and fifty eight dollars. Um, I had to write them a check for a thousand for eleven hundred dollars, and once it clears the bank, then they will in turn write me a check for twenty one hundred dollars, or write us a check for twenty one hundred dollars, in which I'll in turn write Memorial Hospital a check for twenty three hundred dollars. Yeah, it'd be such a relief to get all of. Our part of of your medical expenses taken care of, and right. we don't have to worry about right. anything else. You know, because last year um, we gathered over 
over $5,000 in medical bills from last year that we had to put on a a credit card that we said we would never do. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what do you do when those unexpected expenses come? I mean, that's just what we ended up having to do. And so I was expecting to just have to go in, in more debt. For for this for this, but God has been amazing. Yeah. And our and friends, our God, friends, God's used our God friends has used family. our friends. Whether even strangers, whether you, people we didn't even know, right? Whether you think it's God using you, it's God using you. It's yeah. God's answering our prayers through you, yeah. and we just can't say thank you enough. And I can't even seem to move off that subject because I just, <laughs> I just. I'm just so, so thankful. Yeah. But anyway. Of course, um, we had the benefit and uh, support came in there. Then all through the week of your surgery, so, you know, surgery was Monday. Well, let's just go over the week, what what took place. Of course, everybody knows the surgery and all the details from it from last week about how that you did have cancer in a lymph node, but... They didn't remove all of them. They just removed two more that did not have cancer, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And so you still have lymph nodes. So after the surgery, we went to a room. The next day, I think they were going to discharge you. We, we stayed around the hospital about, about, about 5, five or 6 o'clock, so mm-hmm. 5 30, 5 yeah. o'clock. You know what my favorite part of leaving that day was? Mm-mm. When they came to my room with a pink wheelchair. I almost squealed like a little girl. <laughs> I was like, I've got a photograph. I got and, pictures of that. And what's so funny <laughs> is that I've never really been a big fan of pink. Black has always been my go to color. <laughs> Call me morbid or whatever, but you know, I just I don't know. I just not really care for pink. Well, so now I'm just like everything needs to be pink. Everything's gonna be pink. You know. Yeah. Hot pink, fuchsia pink, magenta yeah, they, pink. Yeah, they, they turned the corner. Uh, pale pink. What I mean, just every kind of pink. They turned like that corner. When you uh, come around out of the hospital from where I was picking you up, and they come around that corner and they uh, they had you in that pink hair. Oh man, I gotta get a shot. Y'all stop! I gotta make, I gotta pick, get a picture of this. And so I've got a good good photograph of you in that hot pink uh, wheelchair. <laughs> uh, oh, I didn't like. And I've got a bone to pick with you. When I was being wheeled off into the operating room, I said, "No." Bare face, no makeup pictures of me are to be put on social media. I do recall saying that. And when I am helpless, laying there on the operating table, getting cut open and, you know, waking up with all this pain. And I find that you have, you have just thrown out my request out the window like I never, ever even made it. And you didn't even so you could have much. you could have gotten at least use Allison's editing uh, app she had and made it look a little bit cuter or something. Anyway, so so much next had time that next day. time that you say no, that's not going on Facebook. Just wait. It didn't technically. It's I did coming. not technically put it on Facebook. I put it on. I the, said social media. Well, I put social media is not the church website. See, I I was uploading everything to the church website. Now, whether somebody else shared it, it's their fault. But who was, I didn't. Who was the first person to share? Uh, I have no idea. 
I'm sure it was Ronnie mm, Brown. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Um, Couldn't no. be because it's directly linked from the church website to your Facebook. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure you were the first one to. I don't know. Mm. Okay. I don't recall that. Okay. We'll put that bone down for a while. But... <laughs> we'll go look and see after this is over. Mm-hmm. See if it's on my on my page. <laughs> I got a lot of explaining to do if it is. <laughs> I was... I was careful that people I came in contact with me that day, you know, maybe a hundred or so people. I mean, if you say on a given day, you come in contact with a hundred or so people. Mm -hmm. I was very careful not to allow anybody to see me without my makeup. You know, those hundred or so people. (laughs) So what do you do? You share it on Facebook or on a website. Yeah, that so doesn't really matter. It's accessible to thousands of people. Not that thousands of people hit up our website or our, or our blog or anything like that, but yeah, so much for wearing makeup that day and trying to hide all the blemishes. Anyway, but I'm sorry. I love you. I needed an image, you know, to put with the post. Yeah. So you were beautiful. I'm sorry. You're Where? so sweet. The beauty is in the eye of the beholder. So. There you go. Yeah. See, um, the hospital was tough for me that night. Um, I got lost several times. <laughs> when you got put into a room, of course, your bag was never with us. It's out in the truck. Okay, we we brought it and parked it this morning. That morning, so late that night. I, you say, I need my bag. And so, like, all right, I'll go get it. <clears throat> so I go, I go down, downstairs, and I knew that I come out. Because, see, earlier in the day, I got all turned around, and I got all mixed up. I don't know if it was in the podcast or what, but I had a hard time getting around that hospital. And I knew I had to be on a certain side of it. So I made sure I went that way to that certain end near the parking lot where where my truck was parked. All right. I'm heading towards the, the motion sensing doors that open up to let you outside of the parking lot. And I walk through one of them. And then the one of them right in front of me has a sign on it. that says, if it isn't past 9 PM, you can go out these doors, but you can't come back in these doors. And I'm like, good grief. Now, what do I do? <laughs> Walk out the door. It, and let it no, close that's you. the. So I'm thinking to myself, <laughs> if I go out that door, I cannot come back in. So I need to find another <laughs> way out. Well, the only other way out is on the other end of the hospital, and I'm thinking I'm going to have to walk all the way around this hospital to get to my to truck, get out the door <laughs> to get to my truck. And so I go out. You, you don't give away the punchline. I go out the. Uh, so I walk. All the way to the other end of the hospital. I the get to opposite the, the end opposite of end of the hospital is. from where my truck is. Yes. Realizing that out. I've got to walk all the way around the rest of the hospital to get to my truck. And I walk out the doors and I start making my way like a loiter in the shadows of the hospital, you know, um, like a serial killer, you know, walking across with a thing, you know, and you know, following people to the parking lot as they're closing out for the day. I felt... I felt like I was a creep or something. So I'm making my way around the hospital and it's raining. Okay. And I'm so I'm I'm getting soaked. And I'm coming up the hill toward the place where the sliding doors were. 
that a minute ago I could simply have walked out of. And so, and I'm like, you idiot, why didn't you just go out that door? And then you could, instead of walking around the hospital twice, you had to walk around, had to do it once. And so, so I go to the truck, I go to the truck. And uh, I get your bag, and I see the emergency entrance. Okay, the emergency entrance is 20-something feet from where I were it was at the sliding door. So, I mean, I could see where I was an hour ago before I had to walk all the way around the hospital. <laughs> and here's the thing, here's the thing. The next morning, I'm telling this story to Jerry and Debbie, your dad and your stepmom, uh-huh, uh-huh. and I'm telling this story to them, and Debbie says to me, why didn't you just move the truck down to drive the truck down to the front parking lot? And I said, Debbie, that until this moment, that never entered my mind. It's like I said, that truck is not moving. That is my spot. <laughs> it's like it's in concrete until we leave. That's how delirious I was at the end of that day. <laughs> Bless your horn. I'm sorry. Uh, it does uh, make for a great laugh, though. It is funny, though. Yeah. So, uh, they say, you know, they normally use blonde jokes for girls, but, <laughs> hmm. Hmm. Oh, man. I won't say any more about that. Yeah, don't, don't, don't go there. And so we, uh, we check out the next day around 5 o'clock, come home. Um, you get home, there's a lot of... Um, we had to wait like a... Oh, what was it like 30 or 45 minutes on the prescriptions? Oh, yeah. We went to yeah. two different Wal- or Walgreens and a CVS trying to get your prescription, sitting in the car. You're beginning to hurt. And uh, we had to wait in the car to get the prescriptions because we didn't want to get back out. Um, I didn't want you to leave you there by yourself to go get them. And I didn't want to get you back out in the car. So, um, we waited on prescriptions in the parking lot, got those, went home, relieved my mom. And, uh, of course, I think your mom kept Kaylin or something for like two nights. And uh, you had a hard time getting comfortable. I think your pain got away from you on Wednesday. Wasn't it Wednesday? It really got all, really I got away from you. I having muscle spasms. That's what it was. You couldn't hardly breathe. You your muscles begin to spasm so that you begin to hyperventilate. Yeah, and I started I freaking out. I couldn't exhale without feeling like uh-huh. I was literally being stabbed through uh-huh. my chest. And so, and so good I, thing it was on my right side or I thought I was having a heart attack. Yeah. Or I mean, not really, but. And yeah, so but, we, uh, we end up calling the doctor. And, of course, you are like all gung-ho. I just need a anti-inflammatory and some Tylenol and I'll be okay. If I hadn't started having muscle spasms, yeah, but the muscle spasms started to hurt. We ended up calling somebody, they called us something in, we got it, and uh, it makes you a space cadet. But it did help to get yeah. through those few days where it was spasming so bad, yeah. And uh, let's see, it's been doing that. I mean, it's been doing that again, but. I just breathe through it instead of tripping out. There, you couldn't manage it. Well, you're in a lot of other pain too. You got incision pain. You got, 
you know, oh. I think I've just learned to deal yeah. with it. That that at that time I was really panicking. It was just because I just wouldn't breathe through that pain, right. that spaz, and so. Right. It has done that since then, and I've breathed, breathed, through. I've breathed through it. I don't, you know, the I feel bad getting that whole prescription for that medicine. I've taken one and a half of them, and the only reason I took the other half is because I, every time I lay down to go to sleep, it starts spasming. It starts spasming. Yeah. And I just wasn't wanting to deal with the spasms yeah. that night, that, you know, that, that first night. Yeah. But, um, but God's been amazing through this all. I mean, it's been amazing. And, I mean, I just thank the Lord and thank everybody for praying. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it makes a difference. It makes a difference. I don't know how people get by, you know, going through such a trial or whatever without prayer and without yeah. the support of other people and... Um, God's just proven Himself so amazing in my yeah. life, you yeah. know, to be able to. And I told, but I told the nurse even before I had surgery, I had gone in and I was talking to him about some some stuff, some post op stuff that I just had questions about or whatever. And I said, "Hey, I plan on being at church on Sunday after my surgery." So I just need to know how, what I can do to be looking good after. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, of course I'm vain to the end. So, yeah. so I was really curious well, about. I was curious about how that was gonna all play out or whatever, and so I just can't, um, just, just can't give in to the pain can't mm-hmm. give in to the soreness can't give or it would be a longer process you know mm-hmm. a lot of people think well you just need to be laid up in the bed and taking your pain medicine well i mean if i don't need it i want to function right so i don't want to do that and um I think God's going to allow me to heal just fine because yeah. he, he knows me. He knows I, I get depressed. I can't, mm-hmm. I can't lay in a dark room and take medicine, take medicine and withdraw. I can't no. Uh-uh. He's brought me too far to be trying to do that. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, and I'm just thankful that I, that he's allowed me to do that because, because it could be where I can't, I couldn't function like I was hurting so bad. I just had to knock myself out or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, it could that it could have played out that way, yeah. but I'm just grateful that. I mean, I, I mean, you've hurt, you've hurt, but at, at the same time, you are f- far more functioning than I thought you would be. Be yeah. honest with you, yeah. and uh, it's just by the grace of God yeah. um, that that you are m- mm-hmm. more functioning. I, uh, then, I did my own raps today twice. Yeah. I was so, yeah. I was so glad because we're not talking about a burrito wrap. We're talking about the bandages on. Yeah, my bandages <laughs> go all the way around my body. At first, it was hard for me to stretch across and around to 
pull it on around. Mm-hmm. But now it's like I'm can go both ways and mm-hmm. and I can do my own raps and mm-hmm. and take care of some other business. Yeah. That's real important. Yeah. Yeah. Um so you've been healing up good. I go to see Dr. Brzezinski tomorrow, and I go see Dr. Washburn tomorrow. On Wednesday, I go to see my medical oncologist, Brick Daniel, and I will find out when chemo is. When chemo is, and when Mama, Mama told me, don't you tell her you want to put that chemo off and all that stuff. And so my mom's going to kill me for trying to imitate the yes, way she sounds. That was really bad. That didn't sound like her. I was just trying to change my voice to sound more like a mom. You know what I'm saying? That didn't actually sure. sound the way she said it. <laughs> Digging it deeper. But we tell each other how it is. Yeah. I mean, that's just yeah. the way we are. Yeah. But she said, well, you wouldn't have let me tell them to put my chemo off when I had leukemia. I'm like, uh, yeah, leukemia is a little bit different. A little bit different. Yeah. They, like, removed all the cancer from out of my body. Well, that we know of. Mm-hmm. And so, if you know, chemo is kind of overkill, I think, but I'm all about overkill. Get it, you know. Yeah. Get, get it done. Cancer, Monster. Man. Kick, kick it. it. Yeah. That's right. Let so. me give me a clean slate. Let me wipe right. all this out. Yeah. Right. Um, so, those are coming up. Saturday for me was. Um, Saturday is a very, for me, is a very structured day. Certain things have to happen at a certain time. And uh, um, I was pushing it already. And then, you know, it never occurred to me. I'm the one that needs to give Kaylin a bath. I'm the one that needs to get her ready now. I'm, I've got to, you know, change the diaper and this and that on her. And so. Which is absolutely ridiculous. Well. If there's a potty training boot camp out there somewhere. Please let me know. I will gladly let her attend. Continue. <laughs> but, you know, in, you know, my little sections of my little time that I study, um, you know, and I go to bed early on Saturday night, so I get plenty of rest, get up early in the morning and finish everything for Sunday morning, early Sunday morning. Well, that all got kicked out of whack. And so uh, it was 1130, 11 yeah, o'clock. Yeah, you try to turn time, in at 9. And I try to go to bed at nine on Saturday, so I'm I'm scared. And uh, I made it up by about four thirty on Sunday, and got it done and got got prepared for it and everything. And then, you know, preached the message Sunday morning, and then dove right into a uh, uh, the Sunday night message, and you know. Do the, I do that on Sunday afternoon, make it through that, and uh, I was able to prepare everything without passing out. I mean, I was— And invite I was yourself so, to preach at somebody else's church in the process. Oh, gosh. Don't remind me. <laughs> that was hilarious. All right, well, we need to let everybody know what was happening. Saturday night, we're in the, the sitting room, and you're going through all the pampered chef orders that did come in, mm-hmm. and you asked me— when are you preaching at Brother David's church? I'm talking about David Crane at Battlefield Baptist Church. When are you preaching at Battlefield again? And I'm like, oh, did David call me? <laughs> 
am I supposed to be at Battlefield tomorrow or sometime this month? Or seems like he did call me. And so for about 35 minutes, I'm going in this argument in my head. David called me. He, I was supposed to, I never called him back. He called me. I need to call him. He set a meeting for, he wants me to come and preach for him. I know that happened. It happened right around the time that you were diagnosed with cancer. Sometime late January, David called me. He's invited me, and I'm going to end up missing the meeting and embarrassing myself and uh, letting him down. And so I battled for about 35 minutes, and I said, finally, I've got to reach out to him and ask him this. because. And I wrote an email and a text saying, uh, Brother, uh, I'm sorry you know, I went through my old phone trying to find where I'd nothing there, no nothing anywhere, no old no old texts, no old calls, but yet something inside me. I have got to be at David's to preach. And so um I I wrote him this message like, I'm sorry, hey, uh, did you did you schedule me to come preach for you, you know, recently? If if I'd if you did, great. When is it? If not, I am out of my mind. Please ignore this message. <laughs> well, he responds back, says, no, but, you know, uh, I've been wanting to have you on a sun, you know, Sunday night, or I've been wanting to have you Sunday night. And I thought he meant that Sunday night. And so I was like, so you want me to be there this Sunday night? Or how about this Sunday night? Do you want me there then? And you know, he said, sure. So it's more or less, you know, the feeling like I invited myself. You know, I'm just, I'm just going around calling preachers. Hey, didn't, didn't, didn't you, and it worked. Didn't you schedule me? All right. I think you did. When do you want me there? Oh, well, you know, they can't say no. So, um, that is not you at all. I know. I that know. But not you. Sunday night when I got there and I got behind the pulpit and I'm like, I just want to thank David for allowing me to invite myself to come preach to y'all tonight. <laughs> told him the whole story the pampered chef and all and your question it just started me on this thing where i just and i don't know if it was delirium for being exhausted it, 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 it possibly could <laughs> from the week that we had had or it could have been but the it was Lord funny. needed to have you there to bless somebody's heart or yeah have a word for somebody that he and people there at battlefield were and so they're kind. always like a they're always they always treat us like family anyway, yeah. you know, y'all, y'all go like, way back anyway. Yeah, I used to be, I used to be a so. member at Battlefield when I was a little boy. Mm-hmm. And so I still know a lot of the people there. And the pastor was at that church when I was there as a member. Uh, he was a member then and he has, now he's the pastor. So they have a special place in our heart. Yeah. And uh, they reached out to us and uh, in kindness, many people come by and gave gifts and, and things like that for to offset medical expenses, and uh, they were so kind. And uh, the same is true tonight. We went to I preached at Edgewood mm-hmm. Baptist Church tonight uh, with Brian Kurtz, and just such mm-hmm. a good friend. And they received an offering yeah. for us to offset That's medical nice. expenses. And and I'm so grateful uh, to all the friends of the ministry and all the our sister churches like Battlefield and like Edgewood. God's doing something in these churches. I mean, yeah. I was talking to Brother David, and uh, you know, they're they're doing yeah. you know, like one seventy. They're they're knocking on the door of two hundred on Sunday morning. And Brother uh, Brother Brian, they're beginning. You know, they took a hit a few months ago and really lost some ground, and now they're beginning to gain it. And Brother 
Kurt said tonight, he said, you know, I'm the most encouraged that I've been in the six years that I've been here. And I praise praise God because I've been around, you know, I've been around. That sixth and seventh, that sixth year. It's hard. Man, that. And to be hit with what he was hit, you know, and lost. Six year. That was, that was. Those are hard years. Yeah. I can remember those two years and. Yeah. Those were not. Those were tough years. Yeah. But yeah, um, we need to do, you know, there's different styles of worship. There's different styles of, um, of preaching. There's different styles of music. Yeah. God's got all, you know, all kinds there's of... so many people, different walks of life and, you know, our stripe might be a little bit different and it's, mm-hmm. it's more traditional and, mm-hmm. But if you look at it, they're all, you know, those that profess Jesus as their Savior, we're all one big family. Mm-hmm. We're going to be in heaven together and celebrating and mm-hmm. worshiping mm-hmm. Him forever. And anyway, you know, we were talking the other night and uh, we talking about family and everything. And uh, I was telling you, about Allison, I think I mentioned it in the podcast last week, but you know, in those tense moments while we was waiting, mm. yeah. um, Allison, the the pressure of it all and the anxiety of it all really got to her, and uh, she began to really just break down and started crying and everything. And when she did. She surprised me in that she, you know, kind of came over there and began to want me to hold her and love her and, you know, and uh, I, you know, as far as Allison has my, always been my daughter, you know, and, uh, She's always been, I've always assumed the role of a father to her. Mm-hmm. But there have been rarely few times in which I really felt like I was. Had her heart. Dad. Yeah. I was right. daddy, mm-hmm. you know. And that was one of those moments. Yeah. Um, it was one of those moments where I. I really felt like daddy, you know? Right. I know what you're saying. And, uh, you know what's so funny? Okay. Allison's 21. Grayson is 10. (laughs) And the other day, (laughs) the other day, Grayson comes to me and he goes, Mom? He must have been, hey, he must have had a conversation with somebody's. One of his friends or something. Mm-hmm. Because I, Mom, is Allison my half-sister or something like that? And I'm like, well, I guess if you look at it that way, I mean, yeah, I guess. But, um, but she's your sister. She's your sister. She's your sister. You know? Yeah. And so... We've never had that 
I'm half, I'm whole, and or I'm step, and yeah. you're. I mean, we've just been family. Yeah, we've been family, and and yes, any child that has been through, you know, that been have their parents have gone through a divorce, there is this tug of war in their heart to where you love your stepfather and you love your father and there's always that need to be a daddy's girl yeah yeah and whichever one is going to fulfill that role is the one that will fulfill that role right and you know hopefully you know girls get to experience both of them yeah being that yeah um i know it's got to be hard on on the 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 parent that doesn't have the custody right um to try to maintain to that to try to maintain that closeness um but i think um my life couldn't be a greater example of of what it is to have the best of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to uh, two really good men that have that have loved me. Yeah, you know that have done their best by me mm-hmm. um not perfect no you know it's a split home it can't be perfect yeah. life happens of a, a home that's not split it ain't gonna be perfect right but they did wonderful by me and yeah. and to see them together talking at the hospital my surgery yeah I love them. Yeah. So much. And and your dad, good grief. When he came up to me and hugged me at that fundraiser the other day, I don't know what it is about, you know, even he's not my stepfather, my biological father, but he is my father-in-law and my father-in-love. Mm-hmm. And... um you know, he's been in my life for 20, 20 years. Oh, 21, as long as, long as we've known each other. Yeah, you know, we've yeah. been married 16. He's been there a long time in my life. And he came up to me and um, I don't know what it was, but I started squalling. Yeah. Just... Him putting his arm around me and saying he loves me, he's praying for me. Mm-hmm. Man, that that just did my heart so good to to hear that. And yeah, but there's just they've just been such. I've, I've been blessed to have so many people in my life to love me. Um, you know, my stepmother Debbie. Yeah, she's. She's been a constant, you know, yeah. she's, she's been with my dad 
through for years now. Yeah, yeah. And um, just so many people, when you do have a split family, it is not always the greatest, but you, I have so many more people to love you. Yeah. And such a, a, a bigger family. And it, it is just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just feel so close to my my family right now. And yeah. It's really brought a lot of them closer together. Yeah. I think. Um, well, I've been trying to purpose in my heart over the last several years to try to to try to love better. Yeah. You know, just try to love better. And love isn't just saying is just saying I love you. Love is just is showing it mm-hmm. somehow, some way, show it. And uh, so I've been trying to do better. I haven't always done well at that, and I still don't do well half the time. But I have received so much love that so I feel like the Grinch. You know, how the Grinch has a little bitty heart. You know, and it's just. So small. In that one moment. But in that moment, all that love started feeling it, and it started getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That's just what my heart has been feeling (laughs) like. And I can just remember, before I got diagnosed with cancer, I was laying in the bed, and I was crying to you. I don't even know if you remember that conversation or not. But I was crying to you, and I said, I just want to love better. Mm, Yeah. I just want to love better. Love disregards the pain that it might receive. Mm-hmm. It it puts away all the um, true love cast out fear. Mm-hmm. And I just, I want to love better. And I can just remember in that moment crying, saying, I want to love better. I want to love you better. I want to love without hesitation, without resistance. You know, mm-hmm. I love at arm's length most of the time because life. Yeah. And I can just remember saying that I just I, I want to love better. I want I want to love the way Jesus wants me to love, I want that. And and God has is doing that yeah. in my heart. And I think this whole experience is, is God answering your prayer. Yeah. And allowing you to be able to love better. Yeah. Love more. Yeah. I thank God for his love. His mm-hmm. love is the greatest. Unfailing love. We look at what we're coming up on soon and Easter and the, the crucifixion of Jesus and his resurrection from the tomb reminded even more and even afresh his love, his love for us, what he's done for us. I hope, hope all the people that listen to this will, will know that same love. Well, this week you're heading to different doctor's appointments. Yeah, we already talked about and, that, uh, so... We'll find out. We'll find out more. I think they may take out some of your drains that you've been dealing with. Oh, yeah. I get two out tomorrow. Yeah. I already talked to my nurse, um, Dr. Brzezinski's, 
um, nurse. Um, her name's Allie. Yeah. And, um, That'd be a lot less aggravating. <clears throat> yeah, those front two drains haven't been quite as aggravating as the back two, but the back two may be out by Thursday. Ooh, Ooh that'd be great. That'd yeah. be great. And so, so excited. Things are looking up. You're feeling better, and uh, we're excited about getting all this passive. I know we got a lot of months ahead of us, but it'll be over. It'll be done before we know it. I know. I was talking to my cousin's wife the other day. I'll see my cousin's wife. I consider her my cousin. I've known her ever, forever. But anyway, so I was talking to my cousin, and she was just saying that when um, Scotty had his heart attack that she took – everything in in phases and she imagined it as a a runner in a race and jumping over the hurdles mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. we're over this hurdle and now we've got a little ways to go and then we're gonna have to get over that hurdle and then we're gonna get over that and and that's exactly this and that's i said although i didn't picture it as hurdles that's what i was imagining in my mind yeah. okay we got the biopsy done and we're waiting to get the results. Okay, now we got the results. We're waiting to see what, what they're going to do. And we know then what they're going to do. Now and when is it going to be? Yeah. And then get to the. And so and that's the only way you can take these, the whole thing in is to chop it up in little pieces yeah, and and right. look for the end of that goal. And it was like yeah. a, such a relief. You talked about the hospital. Such a relief. This is this is painful. This is awful. This is terrible. But it's over. Yeah, it's gone. But can't you know they got. They got the tumor out. Yeah. I'm not walking around with cancer anymore. Right. You know, I mean, yeah. I may have microscopic things right. and chemo is going to take care of that. But yeah. And that's another thing. And, and, and as far as, you know, the chemo, I have no idea how my body's going to react to it. Yeah, we don't. Know. I have absolutely no idea. Everybody does different. But God so. knows. And the grace that has gotten us through everything, you know, prior to this, he will get us through. The rest of it, yeah. and um, I'm just, I'm just excited. I'm, I'm just, I know it sounds crazy, but it's God. I'm, I'm excited to be on this journey. Yeah, and I'm, I would, I was thinking, I was sitting in there at the table the other day. I mean tonight, and I was just thanking the Lord for you. And I would not want to be on this journey with anybody else. I can imagine. Been on this journey with anybody else but you. I'm glad God's letting me go through this journey with you. And I, th- I thanked Him for getting us through the times where Satan would have us give up, mm-hmm. and Satan would have had us walk away from each other. And I thanked Him f- for giving us the grace to to put up with each other and to yeah. stick it out, you know. And yeah. And just be here for each other. I love you. <laughs> I love you too. Well, you want to pray, Miss Tyler? Sure. Dear Heavenly Father, I love you and I thank you for your very many blessings. I thank you for answering prayer. Mm. I thank you for the people thank that you have placed in my life that have interceded on my behalf. I thank you for ever living to make intercession for me dear jesus and i just pray that you would receive all the glory and all the honor and the praise and the adoration that is due you do your name 
you're the only one that is worthy of it. And I can't thank you enough. I pray, God, that you would use my life to glorify you and to honor you and to encourage somebody that needs it, dear Jesus. There may be somebody that's facing a similar situation that feels so helpless and so hopeless, God, but may they find that hope in you knowing that the same God that I serve, the same God that has done miracles in my life can do the same in their life. And I just praise you that you, that you, um, you are the same and that you are no respecter of person, dear Lord. Mm. Yeah. And I thank you that the blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from our sins and by his stripes we are healed. I thank you for putting the doctors in my life that could perform the wonder, the wonderful things that it might require to take the tumor if you don't take it miraculously yourself. I thank you that you um, allow my body to make it through surgery and I thank you that the tumor is gone. And Amen. I just pray that um, those out there that are suffering cancer and need a miracle, dear Jesus, I pray, God, that you would be that miracle. When it looks hopeless and helpless, you are you are the God of all hope. And we place our faith in you, dear Lord. And I pray that you'll be with my family. Give them the strength that they need to um, make it through this journey beside me and with me. And I pray that you'll grow them closer to you through it all. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I'd like to encourage everybody that listens, make sure you go by for the love of us.com and get on our newsletter list. That way we can let you know anything uh, about the well, when the next episode is released and anything that we've got going on here recently or any kind of other things we'll be doing. I think there's some other fundraisers that they're doing. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, um, I'm super excited about that one. Um, the t-shirt sales over though, right? Yeah. The t-shirt yeah, sales over. Yeah. I think she said over, over 75 t-shirts were wow, sold. That's great. So that's really, that's really awesome. Mm-hmm. I can't wait to get that t-shirt. Um, but, um, yeah, we're planning on doing a, um, cuts for Carrie's cancer or something mm-hmm. like that. I forget the little name of it, but uh, we're planning on doing that. Um, once I get through with um, seeing Doctor Daniel on, have <laughs> you got a cramp? Is your foot cramping? What am I doing? What do you want me to do? Have you got a cramp? my toe go up. <laughs> I wonder why it was pointing straight up. Anyway, 
What was I saying? Something about a haircut. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> some stylists are going to uh, volunteer their time, and people can come in and get their haircuts. And the, the donations that, you know, are made for a haircut will, will go to uh, buy me a wig or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I don't just say that. I'm just, I wouldn't use it, you know, the... Um, We'll be very good stewards of it, but uh, anyway, and as I'm there that day, um, I really felt like uh, I wanted everybody to be around. I'm hoping to do it the uh, Friday or Saturday before I start chemo, and we'll have that event that day, and um, at that event... I'm going to have my hair shaved with all my friends and family around or whomever wants to come and be there. Um, when I get that done, I just really need to do that. And, uh, there we go. Yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, y'all know me and my hair. <sighs> so y'all can just lie to me and say, Oh, you look so cute. Your head's so you well just shaved. Say, lie to me, baby, lie to me. <laughs> Oh, but um, I think it would just be, you know, me. I just mm -hmm. do better with with my people around, and mm -hmm. and so I just think that it would be so much fun. Yeah, a lot better than waking up in the morning and finding, you know, like, I, you know yeah, just, yeah. yeah. They just don't when I talk to Doctor Jones, he's just he really just kind of advised me um, that most of the women he's talked to, it, it seemed to be more traumatic for them when they. Woke up with their pillow full of hair. Yeah. And I've got a ton of hair. And yeah. so, yeah, I just, you know, I think I'd just rather shave it. And there's this lady the other day saying at the hospital saying, don't shave it. Don't shave it because this, hers didn't never fall all the way out. All well, way? you know, that could be a little, I don't know. I don't know. You know how I am with stringy hair. Yeah. I was always bothered me so bad the mm -hmm. stringy hair mm -hmm. and so anyway so we're just gonna shave it all right and i'm looking forward to it and i'm gonna hush because i could ramble forever, so if you so. want to see carrie shave her head please make sure you get on the email list <laughs> and we'll let you know when and where it's happening and so uh so don't forget about that also go on to itunes and stitcher and look for our podcast put a review on there we're still wanting to read a review so if someone would uh, like to put a review. We'll uh, we'll read that on the show and and uh, say a big thank you for that. But uh, anyway, for now, uh, I'm Ronnie Brown, and this is uh, Carrie Brown. Carrie Brown. I don't know. It's time. It's late. Uh, this is for the love of us podcast. We'll see you next week. You're nut. Bubbles? Mm-hmm. It's okay, Mommy. It's okay. Mommy, what is it? Mommy scratch. Mommy's got scratches? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I got bigger. It's going to be better. That's right. I got a band-aid, Mommy. Yeah, Mommy's got big band-aids. Don't worry. I got a band-aid. Don't worry. You got some band-aids? Mm-hmm. I, I am, 
You want a band-aid on your arm? Your arm's all fine. It don't need band-aids. Are you ready to go to bed? No. No? I love you. I love you too.